Hello everybody and welcome again to Saints Radio. And we are very excited to be coming to you on what has been established as a week of prayer. Isn't, isn't that amazing? <laughs> and did we even contemplate this last Tuesday? Did we say anything about this we last Tuesday? We had planned to talk about it, but the broadcast took a totally different turn, and we ended up running out of time and going over on a different discussion, so it never came up. Ah. But we had planned to do that, but you know what it's like when you plan for this broadcast. Yeah. God There's, often has other plans. <laughs> yeah. You're... You're chatting when you should be chitting, and, and right. it just kind of... The chit becomes the chat, yeah. and then it's just chat from there. It just becomes Better chat than chit. Chat-tacular. <laughs> so, um, anyway, but it has been mobilized as a, a week of prayer. And we were, we were in contact with our, church, our network churches here in the U.S. about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, throughout the week last week. But so it wasn't like a total surprise. Right. <clears throat> But I want to thank you for taking this prophetic uh, assignment and putting together a, a tremendous um, document uh, that helps to guide everybody from Sunday through yesterday and then today. And that document should be up for you on um I guess if you look back to Sunday, Scott should have that document up as an attachment. If it's not there, um, let us know and we'll try to get it to you. But the point is is that we are praying every, uh, every day and offering some type of fast um, as the Lord directs you. And that, you know, this is aligned with the seven spirits and uh i i'm very very grateful to to be able to seven spirits types of fasts are are different they just are it's it's more relational of course every bit of fast is to to test your meekness and to to pure, to make that more functional in god but you know i i find that with this particular directive, it's more of a of a personal thing where, like if you contemplate, like on Sunday, I spoke about how judgment and burning really does indicate what does God want to do and how do we bring it to that point of function, which is really what judgment and burning is. It's the mishpat of what God has ordained and the functionality of that. And then, um, you know, yesterday was grace and supplication. And we, we know what grace does. It's always moving forward. And it, it needs our commitment to partner with God. And we offer supplication as a partner with God. And hopefully with that, we gain insights, which leads us into what today is focused on, and that is wisdom and revelation. And you can see how only God would do that. See, you ever think about this? How grace and supplication, supplication yields prosuke and the pa'al. And then you gain these insights and it immediately comes into wisdom. It immediately comes into a point of understanding and revelation. And God, it, it's, it's like grace and supplication provides the um, the basis and the supply of what wisdom and revelation then uses and develops. It's kind of like, you know, we had this celebration uh, to honor um, the Stewart's 50th wedding anniversary and the, the downstairs of the church, Scott Maston made this massive table. It's really beautiful, but it is massive. And that table didn't just materialize. It pro if he had bought this thing at IKEA, it probably took him. It would have taken him longer to actually put the thing together than if he went out and bought the materials and made the table. But you have to have materials in order to produce something. And in the economy of God, 
grace and supplication yields those points of of covenant insights that then God builds upon in conjunction with his word as he's giving direction in wisdom and revelation. I just think that's that's a phenomenal that's a phenomenal thing. Amen. Amen. So really there's there's no reason even though I have just gone back through Sunday and Monday and led us into today, um, on Sunday, you know, you prophetically aligned judgment and burning with the church. Yesterday, we aligned grace and supplication with governmental aspects. And today, we, this is wonderful, we're aligning wisdom and revelation with the educational system. And, but I don't know what you want to say about how God gave you this or what you want to say about what's coming through the rest of this week and how we culminate. I give the high and holy mic to you. Well, actually, we each have our own mic. That's right. <laughs> you have the nicest mic. You have the most pretty. What was that color there? It's like bluish green. It's like aquamarine, right? Do you really want to go No, into I don't that? want to do that. You, you probably have some ob- <laughs> obtuse color that you're going to blue. Say. It's blue. Is it blue, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. But, you know, I mean, blue, green, uh, we see things a little differently sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it, this, this directive obviously came apostolically from the throne that we were to focus this week on... Um, praying over our nation and and really standing in partnership with the Lord on behalf of freedom from the bondage and the oppression and there's so many other ways that we could describe it that our nation has really fallen prey to and so I totally bore witness with that and and so when we looked at the calendar and it was seven days that was kind of a no-brainer you know the Lord was saying okay this is lining perfectly up with my seven spirits and um, what a privilege that is because we have got to move in the ways of the Lord we have got that has that needs to be a lifestyle for us that we it, it kind of like the fivefold in the mind of Christ and how after studying that and activating that and implementing that through study, through the word, through prayer, through interpretation and all those things, it becomes the way you think and you begin to think like God. Yes. It's like not second nature. It should be first nature. Exactly. And it should be the same with us with the the seven spirits. And, And I have to say it was a great blessing that Luke and Sylvie have initiated this um, teaching venue for the French-speaking people, and their first series that they asked for was on interpretation, and a big part of that was really going back and reflecting and teaching once again on the fivefold and on the seven spirits of the Lord, and it really ignited something in me um, for this season. And so I'm really thankful for that. I'm, I'm thankful for the way that the Lord leads us that way. But anyway, so I just began to pray, just like you did, about what the, how this was, how this, what, what this was supposed to look like for the, the body. And, uh, you know, we could have said, you know what, from Sunday to Sunday, from Sunday to Saturday, we're going to focus on prayer for our nation. And you guys are so disciplined and so obedient and so willing. That would have been a powerful, wonderful thing. But the Lord was really asking for more of a structure, and I think that that sometimes is necessary for us as a body. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of peripheral demands on your time, and I think it's good for us to have a template or um, a structure sometimes to follow. And when we're looking at the seven spirits, it's a progression. You know, you can go one way or the other. You can start with judgment and burning and go through truth and sonship, or you can start with truth and sonship and go back through judgment and burning. But the Lord very clearly said, on Sunday, we begin with judgment and burning. And so I really began to, you know, praying for our nation, what does that look like? Well, we pray for our nation, and there's any way, number of ways the Spirit can pray through us for that. 
but the Lord just kept just pricking my heart about different um, seats of influence in our nation that are being affected by the move of the enemy, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it be in the church, in the government, in education, in the media, big one, um, in the household, in the home, you know, with the, yeah. And, um, and so I just, I laid them out. And when I began to consider the seven spirits and how they fit, they just fit perfectly. Isn't that just so like God? Yeah. And so the, that's the progression that you have there. And, and I just felt so strongly that beginning with judgment and burning, that needed to begin with us praying for the church. Because the church, <laughs> we need, if you consider the church and, and you consider the fact that Jesus said we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that begins within each one of us. And that's a perfect launch point, I think. Because when we pray on behalf of a nation or anything, the purity needs to come out of our spirit. You know, that spirit flows out of us, our innermost being. And, and I just believe that it always begins within. And so both within us as the tabernacle, as a temple of the Holy Spirit, but also for the church, the body of Christ and the church, the structure of the church and what's happening with the church and the desperate, desperate need for it to come back to the absolutes of God's word and the way that the enemy is just hitting it so hard. So, you know, it just, the Lord just made it easy. And so then we segued into grace and supplication. And I, I, I felt like the overall government uh, structure was supposed to fit there. And so for today, which is Monday, where we align with grace and supplication, it's Monday. Oh, Tuesday. I'm sorry. Yesterday. Um, we prayed for our government. And so that's every level of government. And, and then um, Tuesday today is aligning with wisdom and revelation. And of course, that would be our education system. And we know we can talk further about this in a few minutes, um, how desperately that needs to be touched. And then Prophecy, Life, and Supply, which is Wednesday, aligned perfectly with the media and, you know, the corrupt communication and the false prophet and, and um, just the lying. It, it's just, there's just so much in that. And then Thursday, we're focusing on the spirit of holiness and saintliness. I align that with the business sector. It just fit. I can't really say why, but, but I did. And then Friday, we're aligning with the glory of God and I just felt like our military as you know they align themselves in the purpose of the Lord and he covers them and protects them and there's just so many different ways that we can pray for that dimension of our government I'm sorry of our nation and then the last day which is Saturday which will be our first Saturday prayer and I'm not exactly sure how that directive will align with this but God knows Um, we are praying for the family and for the home and for the restoration of the fathers to the sons and the Elishas and the Elijahs and, um, you know, just unity, I guess, in the, in the home, which is so important. It really is so important. So that's how it all fell into place. And um, I'm just thankful for the spirit. But having that, and I said this to Pastor, I almost feel like this is like a subheading or I never want something like this to circumvent our uh, just our free intercession and the free flow of diversities of tongues and just the way the spirit wants to move through you and pray through you in the spirit as you align yourself with his spirit and his seven spirits and allow that river to run just fully through you. I just just know that that is always our calling, is to submit ourselves and yield ourselves to that spirit within us to pray through us what's on his heart. And we know clearly that our nation is on his heart this week. He showed us that, he told us that. And so when we pray in the spirit, we pray his heart. We pray the burden of his heart. And so 
Um, I just want to encourage everyone to just let that flow freely. Use this on a day-to-day basis to have a focus and perhaps maybe declare some of these scriptures or pray some of these scriptures. Or if God gives you other scriptures, jot those down and hold fast to that because the Word is our foundation. And as much as the Word has been contested and continues to be really under attack in our nation, um, we need to stand strong on the Word. And, and so I think that's why he really wanted scriptures to be a part of this. You know, it's good to pray scripture. It's good to pray his Word. And I, I'm trying to, to learn how to do that more efficiently. But um, anyway, so that's 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 what he's laid before us and so well i i i'm very grateful to you for producing this document and it is very helpful and that you know that really is an issue um to you know god gave us (laughs) he created us with left brain right brain and one side has a proclivity to be creative and to to gain uh, imaginative imaginative insights the other side is very driven and very directed and very detail oriented and every one of you have that some are more inclined toward one side or the other but you're not all left-brained and there's nobody that's all right-brained and so when you talk about being able to have a specificity to what God is requiring we should know that we as humans were were created by God to be able to do that as well as to be creative at the same time it's not an either or, um, and and I think that you know, you know the spirit. You know, I talked a couple of weeks ago, and we've talked about this over the years. That when you pray in unknown tongues, and when you pray in diversities of tongues, God's spirit ignites different capacities throughout our brain, and so we can easily, as saints, or we should be able to say, okay, today we're focusing on our education system and we are we are partnering with the spirit of wisdom and revelation, not just for the educational system in our country, but for um, the, the people of God being educated, for the churches to be educated, for every facet of education. And the spirit should be able to, to impress upon you a certain thing or or to, to even if he wants to take, uh, give a vision or, or some other type of thing, what you've provided is a platform, a divinely inspired platform. Um, you, you think about when the, tabern- when the temple was built and it was being dedicated. Solomon is there. All of those priests are there. All of those people are there. They're going to be honoring what David had envisioned and covenanted with God. All the tasks of provision and following what Bezalel was putting together and, and creating. And they're all there for a purpose. Well, God came in the midst of that purpose and did something that none of them were expecting. None of them. You mean to tell me that Solomon didn't have a lot of pomp and circumstance arranged for that time? Of course he did. All those priests were arrayed. All the sacrifices were outlined. And it takes some time to put that together. That was structure upon structure. And then suddenly God comes and he meets with Solomon. And suddenly the spirit just takes control. Did it eliminate all those other things? No. Because if you think it did, then how does the scripture say the priests could not stand to minister? They were trying to minister. They were trying to, they didn't say, oh, forget the ministry. I'm not even going to try. I'm just, I'm just going to lay here and I'm going to bask in the Lord. They had to have tried to stand 
for it to say that they could not stand. That's a good point. You know, I think Christians, just honestly, I've been one for a long time and I've ministered with a lot of them. Sometimes Christians can just be a bunch of doofuses. And we don't look at what the scripture actually says. So we are coming before the Lord with a very structured, prophetically driven agenda. It's from the Lord. Each one of these days is aligned with a part of what the Bible identifies as God's person. And you can do both things at the same time. It's like when we were trying to initiate fivefold interpretation ministry here. How many times do people say, oh, that's work. I just want to come and fellowship with God. I didn't come here to work. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> but when you come to the throne of God with all of its grandeur, you're going to be impacted by something and not just to say, oh, it was glorious. You're going to come down off that mountain with a responsibility. You know, Moses was glowing. He was overcome by the presence of God, and yet he's got to tote these, these two big pieces of rock down a mountain. You know, that's work. Oh, listen, I, I have learned... I have learned... <laughs> so much about this and that the reality that walking with God, being a disciple, is just as much about being free in the spirit as it is about being disciplined. Amen. It's well said. And you know, willing and obedient. It, it is and and let me just tell you, I mean, when I when it was first spoken over me, prophesied over me, that I had a mantle of the prof a prophetic mantle on me, I had no idea what that meant. And then when it began to play out, and I I I learned really what the prophetic is at the core of what it is. Everything in my mind thought, you know, part of that fits with me, but the other part, you know, the f you know the real honing in and the focus part. I had to work that. God had to work that in me because I was so much more just a, a free-falling kind of girl. You know, I'm just, I would just abandon myself to the Spirit and just say, just let me pray forever. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's been such a disciplined walk. But even like in the different dimensions of ministry, in teaching, every single time I have a responsibility, you know, a formal responsibility to teach, there has to be an outline. And I don't think in outline form. That is not the way God made me. So therein comes the discipline. I've had to discipline myself to learn how to take all of this that's in my heart and in my, in all inside of me, where I just want to just like throw it up. I just want to throw my heart up and just say, this is what God's saying. When God is saying, no, you put it in a structured outline. And that is just not the way that I'm, and then there's, you know, I remember working with Mark Coleman. He was completely the opposite. Yeah. He thought, I mean, I think everything in his life is in outline form. <laughs> yeah. And so it was so simple for him to just prepare a quick outline. But for him to get up and stand and minister prophetically, it was so hard for him. So we're all programmed differently. But the beautiful thing about it is that we have the capacity to do what God's asked us to do, but it takes so much discipline. And so this is such a good example. Yeah. It, it's a discipline. And, and I'm sure it's the same with you. It's like you sit down to write a book, you've kind of got it all going on. But I'm sure that it's a huge discipline for you to sit down, lay out the table of contents, put the structure of the book together, when really you just want to say what God's saying and, and have it be done. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, that's just how this walk is. And I'm thankful for it because it's, it's really taught me that I can do a whole lot more than I think I can, and I can do it well. Yeah. But it is application, and, and it is processing. And I think that you know, processing is like the big word of this generation. You know, I'm just processing. And that's a very real thing. But I also think it can be used... Um, you know, I'm sorry, I, I'm just still processing. Or we can process, I think, in somewhat of an ungodly way. 
which you know I'm going to process this with you and if it involves somebody else it can very easily turn into gossip you know it's just there's just a lot of ways that that word can be um, hijacked I guess mm -hmm. but anyway so well yeah, that's those are good those are good words of counsel for everybody um, but I think I think that I look at this this treatise for the week and I think okay this is really a structured thing but it also gives the opportunity to to hear and to respond to the spirit and to create um, you know I and again I remember early early on when you know that you referenced that prophetic gift and and you could tell that it was a cre it was creative in fact that's why we had you initially beginning the seminar to to make those sevenfold declarations because there was a creative burst that was there and um, but you soon realize that what you create you're responsible for <laughs> exactly you don't just you know you don't just create and then just leave it for somebody else to do but there's a time then that you let go of that and you let others work on that because then you've got to start creating again and if you just hold on to what you've created you don't create anything else old money doesn't necessarily bring new money and so when you stop inventing the business dies so and and so that's a challenge for us as pneumonicos people who who have to be continuing to hear from God and then not only hearing from God but then synergizing and processing as you said what God's saying but then you've got to be able to go and teach you do but then you have to teach you have to impart and you have to be about the business of sowing that that's that's part of what I think um, this is not a geopolitical discussion, but you know, England was that great apostolic group that sent out missionaries, like the Wesleyans and other places around the world, as opposed to the more Catholic viewpoint that if we send out and we make everybody good Catholics, then they'll obey us. And that will be a chief arm. The church can then control politics and can control the people groups. But at least England wanted to to give the word and to cause people but the problem is is that when you begin to do that then you become really ecclesiastical if you're not careful and you lose the fire that birthed all that stuff you're you're selling it, it's it's just very interesting so we have a responsibility now as this great harvest field is is burgeoning and ready to open and a great visitation of the spirit We've got to go and plant and teach while still welcoming what God wants to do. And to do left and right at the same time is what he created all of us to do. And whether we do it or not is up to us. We like to lean heavily to the right or we lean heavily to the left. If you can be... And, and you know if you walk down the street and you were leaning to the right or leaning to the left people think something's wrong with you and you probably fall over a lot we learn how to keep our balance that's what you see a little kid learning to walk they, they run real fast but then all of a sudden they might <laughs> fall over on, the, on themselves and, uh, but see even that's tricky I mean even that's really tricky because like you said I mean and I, I can just speak from experience I, I don't ever want to lose my passion for first love. I don't ever want to lose my passion to pray, my passion to just absolutely get lost in the heart of God and just stay there for as long as He wants me there. And, and, and that's, that's a hard balance sometimes when there's responsibility that has to be addressed and that has to be worked through and, and, and disciplined and done. And so I think that that's been, I mean, that's taken 20 years 
to learn how to maintain that balance and know when, because there's moments when God says, hey, you just, you get lost. You don't worry about any of this other stuff. And you know, a lot of times that happens when there's something pending. (laughs) And I get to that place where it's like, I don't want to come out of this, but I've got this. Say, for instance, approaching a seminar. It's Tuesday morning, and we've got sessions beginning on Tuesday afternoon, and I come in the sanctuary to pray, and that's a moment when God says, okay, and he draws me into the very depths, and I'm in there, and I'm like, I don't ever want to come out of this, and he's like, shut, you know, he's kind of, and, and it's, just, it's just such an interesting dynamic to walk this walk, but at the same time, moments when I know I need to be studying or say, for instance, I have this sheet, and I know today's a day where we're praying for the education system, and we're aligning with the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. What is God requiring of me for, for today? I come into the sanctuary, and I just want to lay down on my face and begin to pray, but the Lord says, no, I want you to meditate on these scriptures before you do. I want you to really just focus on wisdom and on, on, on what I'm having you to apply and I'm like, oh, but Lord, I didn't sleep very well. I really just want to lay down and just rest in you and just, just let you take me. You know, it's just such an interesting, it is a discipline. And, and it's something that has to be learned. But the obedience is such a key in it. Yeah. That, so how do you do this? I mean, how do you say, we've got the different churches who have um, committed to, to pray one day a week they're praying every day but praying specifically one day a week um for these five days and and so you know how how do you what does that look like you know pastor you know that the focus is education today and you know that we're aligning with wisdom and revelation what do you do when you walk into the sanctuary to pray how do you do that well everybody's going to be different but I'm gonna I'm gonna do what we're all supposed to do anyway. I'm gonna just start praying in the spirit and I'm gonna peel back the layers of the various things that I've had to encounter and things that are my responsibilities and things that my mind has been focused on and I'm gonna wait by praying in the spirit and then waiting on the Lord, praying in the spirit, waiting on the Lord till I feel some measure where I have broken through or entered into a commune point with God. Now, I know God's been with me prior to that, but I don't really do anything until I sense that I have really... It's kind of like the way the people used to have to cleanse themselves and wash the temple purify. And... um, we used to say that. I remember the initial <laughs> things regarding the Diver's Tongues book. I talked about how people would come into Peace Chapel and they would cleanse themselves before they came in. We don't really do that anymore. I think, I, yeah. I mean, I, I try to be very mindful of that when I enter the sanctuary, but I may not, uh, it may not be a ritual that I stop and yeah. say a prayer over myself and not enter until I feel like I'm clean. I think that was more of a kind of like an Old Testament law that that really teaches you as a type what you should do. Kind of like fivefold. Can you imagine if it was like back in the day when like the leprosy thing was going on? Where mm. where say the sanctuary was full and, and it was a time of divers intercession and somebody walked in and they weren't clean. Yeah. And somebody across the room yells, Unclean <laughs> Boy, (laughs) what if we had somebody with that gift? I mean, if you could literally, like, see what's on you, I'm so glad that, well, you probably can. But I think the majority of us can't, and I think God probably preserved us for that. Well, you know, it's funny because what we're talking about here is so different from what most of the church was, you know, with the altars up at the front. Bring, everybody bring your butts and lay them on the altar, you know. Everybody bring your burden and lay it down there. Well, when we come into our sanctuary, we say, God, I'm going to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. I'm not bringing that stuff on here. I'm coming 
pure before you. And if I sense that tinge, I need to break through from that and come to know you. Because really, it's, it, it's totally, it's really diametrically opposed to the practice that most churches do. Where we come to the altar to offer ourselves. Most churches are taught for people to come to the altar. Think about that. In the Old Testament, did the people, yes, they, they laid the, the sacrifice up there and their sins were being personified, but they laid a sacrifice there. Um, churches today are trained to bring their sins to the altar and to complain to God or to beseech him for things at the altar. We as saints are said, okay, come and lay yourself before God and minister to him there. It, it's just really a strange deal. But that's the whole principle of saintliness yeah. and the, the sanctification process that when we accepted our identity and embraced our identity as saints, we, we embraced that process of sanctification of be holy as I am holy and it's it's a lifestyle for us now do we sin yes but there's such um, there's such a measure of of self-conviction I think because of the spirit that's within us that I don't think we can stand ourselves if we're unclean I I think that there I'm just speaking for myself it's like yeah and so and and too i mean you think about this somebody that that comes in new that is just you know freshly accepted this walk and is learning about holiness and saintliness they really have a different accountability level than say you do or i do to walk in that holiness and that saintliness and to allow that sin to penetrate us and to to manifest within us, I mean, there's not a lot of tolerance for that, and and so it, it that is that is a process in itself. It's like the the deeper you get into his heart, the more you want to be like him, and the more you become like him, and and so but then too much is given, much is required, and so we're given this incredible measure of of responsibility and authority and that comes with the responsibility of of walking clean yeah and yeah so that's just to me like that process of sanctification i'm so thankful for that because it's the spirit within us that convicts us and if we're not always before the lord and transparent before him and vulnerable to that touch then we need to get there yeah so well that point of breakthrough or transition from this world into the spirit is a very personal subjective reality from varying from individual to individual and there are sometimes where I come in and I'm here to pray and my mind is so active that I recognize I'm really not accomplishing what I'm supposed to do. And so I'll go out and then I'll come back in later. So that it's like a discipline. Yeah. But then I see people, I'm not criticizing people, but I am the pastor, so I'm supposed to be viewing, who are just so mind-oriented that you can see. You know, they'll come and after two minutes they've not broken through, so they start playing with things they start goofing off or and um, it's 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 a challenge because you want to go over there and say what the heck are you doing what are you doing but you don't want to do that because you don't want to judge people but I know good and well look you gotta you gotta put all this stuff aside and wait on the Lord to break through and but then I also think like when we come together for seminars and you've got 20, 30 people here at any given time praying and most of them are praying out loud. And, you know, that's kind of, 
why does God give that? He, he wants to accomplish unique things that are happening with that two to put 10,000 to flight exponentially grown. But then some people use that as kind of like training wheels or catching a wave. And they, they think, oh, it's so much easier when everybody's here. Um, you're riding other people's wave. And, and you can't, you got to be careful with that. Because if you do that, then you encounter the next week where you say, oh, I miss being there. Well, I understand that, but it's two different realities. And I say this again and again and again. If you don't learn how to break through in the spirit for yourself, doesn't matter how many times hands are laid on you, how many times you chase and you river hop from place to place, you will never come into that reality of who God created you to be. You just won't. You may become an aficionado, a wine tester, but you won't know how to produce in your own vineyard. And we must know how to do that so that when we come together as saints, we're not just riding the wave in that everybody else created. We are breaking through in ourselves so that we can be participants individually in what God's doing. And sometimes we'd see people, you'd come together as saints, and I've preached on this, and they just almost can't stand it because something's going on over in the other corner. Two or three people are bobbing and weaving, and so they have to get up from where they are and go jump pile on into that. And you think, did God ask you to do Sometimes during worship time, you know, when people are actually worshiping up front, there are people sitting in the in a few pews backer, and they think, well, you know, I don't know that I want to break through. I want to go get in on what they're doing. So I want to go up and lay hands on them. And, and taking people into that place where their identity in God is secure to where they're breaking through in him sets them in motion for how to flow together as a group. It's kind of like when, um, you know, a baseball player, you got somebody who has great talent and they've survived on their talent, but then they come into a team where a lot of people have talent and they don't really know how to compete because they've not learned the nuances as to how to train themselves, how to pace themselves, strategy. And I mean, so you get a guy with great talent who never succeeds because they've not mastered their ability. That's what we have to do in the spirit realm. It's the same with an army. It, it's the same in, you know, like in school. Kids aren't succeeding, so what do we do? Well, we're going to dumb down everything else. We're going to take away the grading system. We're, gonna, we're not going to put demands on students. Well, as soon as you don't put demands on students, you destroy your educational, and we're talking about education today. You destroy that. There always has to be, I'm faithful with this, I'm going to, to go forth into the new. That's the heart of creativity. It's not just ingenuity. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, you asked me what I do. <laughs> um, and that's really where, where we are. So I think that Saturday, being the seventh day, neither shalt thou go six days, but thou must go forth into the seventh. Neither shalt thou go eight yet. What is the Sabbath? What is that seventh day? It's the gathering where sons come together and they give thanks to God, but they look forward into the new. And I think that what we're going to be doing on that day, and this directive should be arriving at some point, but we're going to be coming together to reflect and to give thanks, but then to receive whatever insights. That's the main thing. That's the if you if if you do that you're going to be okay. Um, but God will, He's equipping you for what's coming next, and so. I don't know what we're going to do on Sunday. That's July fourth, but I would assume it's going to be looking forward. What has this freedom brought us? We're looking forward. I think we're looking forward as a network. We've been restricted, in a lot of ways, 
inhibited in our plans, but we've certainly not been hindered in, in development and in planning and in being strengthened and in being supplied. What's coming next? A great outpouring, a great breakthrough. We need to look forward into that. So that's what we're doing this week. And um, I, I'm believing that God's using this, this week of prayer, as something that is an offering to him. And it's going to accomplish something in the kingdom, but it's also going to be preparing us. Yeah, I think that, you know, we've reflected back on the fall seminar of 2020 where the focus was that scripture, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, I, I get, sometimes I get the progression, seek my face, um, I get the progression, <laughs> but you know the gist of it, then will I heal their land. Um, we have to recognize really the responsibility that we have as God's people, as, as his, the body of Christ, to, to pray for our nation, to pray for the land, to pray for the restoration of, the restoration of praise right. and, and these dwelling places of his glory and, and, and not fall short of that. And I think that it's easy, you know, of course it's in our face with the media, but that's a responsibility for us too, to pray um, cleansing and, and, and repentance for the sins of our land. And, and I mean, he tells us that's our responsibility to do that, if you will do this. And so I think that this is kind of like a launch point for us as a people to, to remember um, that, that burden of God's heart and to walk in, just to be willing vessels to pray, to partner with him on behalf of the land, on behalf of this country. And for those of you that are listening for, for, from other countries, on behalf of your countries. Yeah. I mean, this is his earth. And, and it belongs to him, and, and we are stewards of this earth. He put us on this earth for a reason, and it is to bring that measure of restoration and to stand with him and welcoming his spirit and welcoming heaven to the earth. And that is in the terio where he has planted you. And so we have a, res this is such a huge responsibility for us. It's not just one week out of the year. It wasn't just in September of 2020. It is, it is an ongoing responsibility and calling that we have as a people. Not that it's gonna become an idol to us or something that just, but it, it's, it's, it's a very real battle. And so I, I love this, I really do. So. Well, again, I you know I speak for the network. Thank you for hearing from God and putting this together for us and um, this is a wonderful platform it's an aid for us but the agenda is this sets a stage for you to pray and to commune with God Yes. and that's what we must to meet with God you know just just meet with him if 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 God has directed that like today, today's wisdom and revelation. We want God to move, but He's not restricted to talk to us about just that. I mean, God is everywhere and in everything. And He might know something that He wants to speak to you about that is is a task that is on His heart that will enable this. You know, I saw people running around this place last week getting ready for a 
wedding celebration. And I saw them doing all kinds of different things that in the natural didn't seem like it had anything to do with what their objective was, what they were really trying to accomplish. But it was necessary for that. So don't be surprised if God begins to speak to you about many other things, but the point is that he wants to speak with you. He wants to commune with you. Um, use this as a template of accord and agreement and focus on that. Lay that out in agreement, but then be open to hearing what all else he may want to say to you. And, it, and that's for you. Yeah, and I just want to add to that. Um, be sensitive to his spirit. Be sensitive to just the dimensions of just the creative nature of who he is in, in, in the cycle of his ways and in the seven spirits. And there's a reason why he, he led us down this progression and, and, and learn. You know, learn, open your spirit, open your mind to learn of him, to learn of his ways, to learn of his personality, to learn the way that he moves and, and let him show you just the, the depth of, of color and just creativity of who he is because that's everything mm -hmm. to me is more than anything I want to know more of him I want to learn of him so that so that we can be more effective in the task that he's given to us amen so you know today the spirit of wisdom and revelation let him illuminate that in you yeah and show you what that looks like and and just yeah amen well God bless you all amen as you pray today and um, we'll look forward to being with you tomorrow for Wednesday Night Live. And then, of course, uh, this week of prayer continues. And then Saturday is first Saturday into the month, the seventh month, another fast of feasting. Yippee! Um, so may God bless you. And until next time, let's keep praying. Adios, amigo.